episode number 165 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get clear on what you want and get unstuck from what is holding you back so that you can go on living deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I decided to take a break from what I was planning to share with you today, which I will share with you next week instead, because I like to do my best to keep this podcast in as much real time as possible. And what's going on in my life, in addition to other things, is rejection. And so I wanted to explore this word and this topic with you and how we can still live deliberately with it and despite it. So as you may know, I am in the process of getting my second book published. It's called The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. And it is set to be published in August. I've already received back part two from my editor. And those of you who are on my launch team will very soon be able to read the entire manuscript before it goes to print. One of the exciting parts of writing a book, at least for me, is for other people to read it and to hear their feedback. And by that, I don't just mean my family and friends, but other thought leaders in the world, authors, speakers, entrepreneurs who are in the same field as me. And my purpose of reaching out to them is not only to receive their feedback, but to receive an endorsement from them that I can add to the inner pages as well as to the front and back cover of the book. And so this means I need to reach out to people and ask for endorsements. They aren't just going to come into my lap, right? I actually need to ask for them. And that means making a list of people that I want endorsements from, finding their contact information, reaching out to them, and staying in touch if I don't hear back from them. Let me share with you a few people who are on my list. You may or may not know all of these names. Tony Robbins, Gretchen Rubin, Brene Brown, Oprah Winfrey, Jack Canfield, Larry Dossey, Hal Elrod, Gretchen Reevy, and Jim Gordon. Now, some of those names may ring a bell to you, others may not. But what I want to first start out by saying is that before I sent out my email requests, you can be sure as heck that I got clear. Remember, the unstuck method is a tool that helps you get unstuck from something that already happened in the past. The clear way helps you move forward with a sense of calm and courage and confidence. So after composing my email, and just before I actually sent them, I see, I got calm, I took a few breaths. L, I did a sense of lightening. I said to myself, I know that most of these people are not even going to answer my emails. But then I changed my language. I said, they may not answer my emails, but I don't know, maybe they will. Maybe I'll be surprised. E, expect. I said to myself, I hope I hear back from every single person that I reach out to. A, accept. I said to myself, I accept that I won't hear back from a single person. I mean, I really accepted that. 
It took me some time, especially since a few of the people I was planning to reach out to this time were people who endorsed my first book. And still, I accepted that they may not respond to me. Who knows what's going on in their lives right now, right? Who knows if they have time and if they have interest to support me and help me? Writing an endorsement for someone, it takes time and energy and thought much more than you probably think. And people in this world are really busy. So I accepted in advance that I might not hear back from any of these people on my list. R. I took responsibility for being grateful, rational, and proactive. So last week I sent about 10 emails out to the names that I shared with you and a few others. And here are some of the initial responses I received in return. Now, just to protect people's privacy, I'm not going to mention their names. Here's the first one. Thank you for contacting us. If you would like to send this person anything, please send it to the P.O. box listed below. Please note, due to his constant travel schedule around the globe and many business commitments, he is unable to respond to all of the requests and contact everyone personally. We appreciate you taking the time and effort. Response number two. Congratulations on your new book, Dear Shira. Unfortunately, I am completely swamped with all the work we are doing at blank to help our partners navigate this time and won't have time to read your book in full, which I always do before endorsing. But I would love for you to publish excerpts of your book on our media platform to help promote it. I'm adding my assistant here to follow up. Response number three. Dear Shira, I very much appreciate you thinking of me. However, I am so swamped right now that I'm saying no to just about everything. Alas. And the fourth response said, Your request is the most frequently asked each day by phone, email, and mail. In fact, it has reached a level beyond what is manageable. As a result, all such requests are being declined. We want to encourage you to keep asking people you respect and admire to provide you with an endorsement you eventually will get a yes. Keep in mind that a no is only a limitation on the part of the person you've requested something from and is not a value judgment about you. The bottom line, don't take the no's personally. Best wishes. In other words, rejection, 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 rejection. (laughs) Right? I mean, how else can you see it? I mean, when I received those emails, my gut reaction was to feel rejected, right? Like hurt that these people didn't even give me a chance. They didn't even want to see what I had for them. Maybe what I have for them is like the best thing they're ever going to read, right? And here they are. They don't even want to open their eyes to it. Total rejection. But I didn't stay there long because I had already committed when I got clear to being grateful, rational, and proactive. And so immediately, the first thing I did was write an email response to each of these people expressing my thanks for responding to me. Because the truth of the matter is, they didn't really even need to do that, right? They could have just totally ignored me, but they didn't. And I stayed rational, because really, what is rejection? According to one definition that I found on Google, Rejection is the act of refusing to accept, use, or believe someone or something. 
I'm going to say that again. Rejection is the act of refusing to accept, use, or believe someone or something. Wow, I loved that definition. Because that's exactly what this work of getting unstuck and getting clear is all about. Accepting reality as it is. When you fight with reality, you suffer. It's as simple as that. So if I fight the reality that these folks didn't want to endorse my book, I suffer. But as you know, when living deliberately, you don't have to suffer, ever. You always have a choice to how you respond to things. So while I wish the response would have been different, I don't have to feel rejected. The only reason I would feel rejected is if I put meaning to the fact, to the circumstances, right? What's the circumstance? What's the fact here in this situation? The fact is, I didn't receive an endorsement from those people. That's the fact. Everybody can agree upon that. What I decide to think about it is my choice. I can be grateful and rational and proactive moving forward, or I can get stuck in rejection. Just because the circumstance looks that way, it doesn't necessarily mean that I automatically need to feel a certain way. I get to choose all of my thoughts, and hence I always get to choose how I feel about something. Always, always, always. What a gift that is, right? And so I stayed positive. And in that same week, I received two emails that had incredible endorsements for me and four more emails saying that their endorsement was on their way. Again, in order to respect the names of those I reached out to and didn't hear back from, I will share two of the endorsements that I did receive without sharing their names. When the book comes out in August, you can see for yourself who did endorse my book. Shira Gora's Unstuck has helped thousands of individuals lead a more conscious, intentional, meaningful existence. Now, The Clear Way elaborates her message. In our increasingly complex and, yes, hazardous world, we must choose our guides carefully. Three criteria are overwhelmingly important. Simplicity, honesty, and effectiveness. Gura passes these requirements splendidly. And then here's the second endorsement. It's a little shorter. Do you want to create miracles in your life? Learn how to get clear and watch the miracles unfold. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, big deal, Shira. You wrote to 10 people and you got two responses already and four are on the way. And you already have an award-winning book, so you have clout. So there's more of a chance that people are going to respond to you. What are you afraid of? What's, why do you even feel rejection? Let me take you back four years before I had an award-winning book, when I just had a manuscript. My first manuscript about to be turned into a book that I chose to call Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being. At that time, I too made a list of people that I would reach out to for endorsements. But at that time, I didn't have a book behind me, and I didn't have a podcast, and I didn't have a name for myself. I pretty much had nothing aside from this method that I created called the unstuck method, which most people in the world didn't know about. And let me tell you, 
Sending out those emails was really daunting. And I didn't send out just 10 emails. I probably sent out like 500 emails, no joke. I even created an Excel sheet to stay organized. And this ended up being like a part-time job for like a month or so because it wasn't enough just to send out the emails. I had to stay on top of each person that I sent the emails out to. If I didn't hear back, I would send up a follow-up email a week later. And if they requested to read the manuscript, then I would need to send it to them. And if they didn't respond after a couple of weeks after having sent the manuscript, I had to send another follow-up email. It was literally a part-time job. I decided to color code this Excel sheet just to make it easier for me to visualize. I highlighted the names in green of the people who responded to me and red to those who said they weren't interested or they didn't have time. And let me tell you, this Excel sheet was full of red. In fact, it was mostly red. Now, at the time, I didn't have the clear way, and so I didn't get clear before heading into that project. But I did have the unstuck method, and I did know how to get myself unstuck. And that's what I did with each and every email that came back negative. And even then, I considered being grateful and rational and proactive. As hard as it was to receive rejection over and over and over and over and over again, I just kept trusting that somebody would respond positively. And if you've read my book, you will know that that happened. So I'd like to reflect again on this word rejection because it's laden with heavy emotions. But I think we do that because of what we make it mean. What we make others' thoughts that we believe that they're having about us mean, right? Like if they don't endorse my book, it must mean I'm not good enough. So I feel rejected. If I call a friend and they're not available to go on a walk with me, well, it must mean that they don't want to be my friend. If I have a birthday and my friends don't remember, well, it must mean that they don't really care about me that much. Reflecting on this is really, really important because do we even know if any of those beliefs I just said are true? We don't know that, and so they can't be true. Our minds tend to slant towards the negative. So when things like this show up in our lives, we immediately go to a place of believing that the circumstance must mean something. They must think this way, right? Because that's what happened. Or it must mean this because they acted this way. But what if we separated out the word rejection into two different compartments. One compartment would be the circumstance or the fact, and the second compartment would be the meaning that we place on top of it. Because if we can do that, then we can see that the circumstance only means something about me if I make it mean something about me. Otherwise, it means nothing. Okay, so they forgot my birthday. It doesn't have to mean anything. Okay, so she didn't want to go on a walk with me. It doesn't have to mean anything. Someone chose not to endorse my book. It doesn't have to mean anything about me personally. And I'm sharing this with you because I think the emotion of rejection is something that so many of us not only feel, but we fear. 
we fear feeling rejected because it's an uncomfortable feeling. And so rather than having to feel it, we avoid it. And I dedicated an entire episode about how we deal with our emotions, episode 153, so you can tune back into that one. But my question for you today is, does rejection really have to hurt you? And does rejection have to hold you back? And you can probably already guess my answer to both of those questions, right? In my opinion, rejection only has to hurt you if you make it mean something. And I know it's hard not to make something mean something. And I know the lower brain is going to try to prove to you. And if you work with me one-on-one, it might even try to prove to me that you are right, that the situation you are going through does mean something. But if you keep in mind that the circumstance is just a circumstance, and you can put any meaning on it that you'd like, it doesn't have to mean anything that you don't want it to. You are the creator of your life. You get to choose what anything means. So it doesn't have to hurt you. You get to choose if you get hurt by it or not. You get to choose what it means or what you want it to mean. And I can prove that to you right now by asking if you've ever gotten quote unquote rejected and it didn't bother you. Like your response was like, whatever. Well, that happened because of your thoughts about it. It's not what they said or did or what they didn't say or what they didn't do. You didn't feel rejected because you just didn't have thoughts of rejection about it. I can think of three times just in the past few months where I got quote unquote rejected and it wasn't a big deal. I applied for a music fellowship which has nothing to do with living deliberately, but it has to do with my passion about composing music. I won't share the details with you here, but it's just to say that I was not elected among the 10 people from around the world that were. But I didn't feel rejected. I was just like, oh, well, I tried. You know, they didn't want me, maybe next year. I also applied for a grant to support my work with living deliberately in Israel, And I didn't get that either. And while I was a little stuck on it, only because this committee told me that I was pretty much a shoe-in, and then when I didn't get it, it came as a surprise, I didn't really feel rejected. I didn't feel like the project that I pitched wasn't worthy. Or what about when I pitched this book that I'm writing? I pitched it to a publishing agent, a really big one. And it's not even that they said no, I just never heard back. But I didn't feel rejected. I just accepted that it's not my time to work with this agent, and that's it. In all of those situations, I never once felt that my project or my work or me is not worthy. Actually, quite the opposite. After hearing back from these places, it only strengthened my confidence in my work and in myself. I didn't take any of this personally. I just accepted their decision and moved forward with my life, living deliberately. But most people don't do this because we take things personally. We don't learn as kids how not to take things personally. People, parents, teachers, they don't necessarily see how we perceive things. And so they don't know how to support us with getting unstuck when we feel rejected. 
It actually makes me think of elementary school, where during recess time or gym class, we would play some sort of game that would require teams. And there would be two captains. And the captains would pick one by one who they wanted on their team. And there's always that kid who gets picked last. And that kid probably feels pretty awful about himself. And everyone else feels bad for that kid too. I'm sure you remember that experience as a kid. I think it's a universal human experience. But here's the thing. The kid that gets picked last, he has a choice. Now, I realize he doesn't realize it because he probably never learned about this stuff, but he has a choice. Just because he gets picked last doesn't have to mean anything. He can either believe he's the worst kickball player in the school, or he can believe that the captain didn't like him, or he can believe that he's great and no one even knows it. I mean, really, there's an infinite number of things that that kid can believe if he knows how to do this work. And so just because he got picked last doesn't mean he's unliked or stupid or even a terrible player. All it really needs to mean is that he was picked last. Look, if my community right now was going to have an evening of political debate and then do this process of having captains and picking their teammates, I can almost guarantee you that I would be picked last. My husband, on the other hand, might be picked first. I am not very big into politics, and so I wouldn't get upset or think that I'm stupid or think that other people think I'm stupid if I get picked last. I would maybe even laugh and be like, you sure you want me on your team? (laughs) I'm not really good at politics. Or I would see the truth in it that I'm not really good at politics and just be with it. That's not my forte, and that's okay. But I get to choose that. And you get to choose that in your life. And our kids get to choose that in their lives. The problem is that most people don't know this secret. And instead, they believe that they have to feel rejected because of the circumstances. But just because someone rejects you doesn't mean that you need to feel rejected. You just get to choose it. It's as simple as that. It's such a simple and yet such a powerful practice. And to answer my second question, does it need to hold you back? Absolutely not. Just because I received 100 rejections on my first book, it didn't hold me back at all. It actually just did the opposite. I felt so confident in my book that I kept going until I received the number of endorsements that I wanted for my book. The rejections absolutely didn't hold me back. They really just didn't. In fact, they energized me. And the only reason they were able to energize me is because of the thoughts that I chose to think about my book, my beliefs that I would be bringing great worth and value to the world. I got to choose those thoughts, which made me feel confident. Remember, our thoughts create our emotions. And so that impacted how I behaved, which is to say I persisted on my path without staying stuck. Getting rejected absolutely does not have to hold you back. It's just how you look at things. Take a look at all the famous people in the world, actors and authors and politicians and scientists. They get rejected all the time. I mean, think about it. There's only one person who gets the Grammy for Best Actor. 
There's only one person who gets the Nobel Peace Prize every year. There's only one person who gets to be on the cover of Time magazine each week, right? Do you think rejection holds them back? No way. The people who are most successful in the world, you know what they all have in common? They know how to deal with rejection. They just keep going because they believe in themselves and they believe in their work and they're clear going into whatever situation it is. And they accept in advance that rejection is just part of the process. They accept this ahead of time so they don't get stuck in rejection when it comes. And that's what I do. And so I don't ever really feel rejected unless I choose to feel that. Now, you may be thinking that my examples pale in comparison to your life situation where you are really feeling rejection. But I'm not comparing my life to yours, and I hope that you're not doing the same with me. All I'm saying is that it's the same work no matter what. It's the same work of taking a stop and getting calm and uncovering your thoughts and reflecting upon the truth and choosing the thoughts that you want to have so that you can live deliberately. Believe me, I have other stories I could share with you about rejection, from old boyfriends to even as recently as feeling totally rejected by a friend who came into my life recently. Like literally just feeling like she dropped me out of her life. In this situation, and in all situations, I get to choose how I feel about that. I can choose to feel rejected, or I can choose not to make it about me. I get to choose and believe in my own worth. That's not for someone else to decide for me. I have the choice and the power of what I want to feel about anything, about what I want things to mean, and what I want to do with it. I am and you are powerful in that way. You do not need to be a victim of your circumstances. You have the ability to choose otherwise. Always. My friends, where have you or where are you experiencing rejection in your life? Where are you experiencing fear of rejection, which is then holding you back from moving forward? Where can you consider, no matter what the circumstances, that you get to choose what it means? Most of the time when you feel rejected, it has nothing to do with you anyway. Where can you consider that the worst thing that can happen, the very worst thing, is that if someone rejects you, the worst thing is that you're going to feel that emotion. You're going to feel the emotion of rejection. That's it. In other words, we can dramatize the situation or see it for what it is, a choice, a decision that someone made. And if you choose to feel rejected, well, the worst thing that will happen in that moment is that you feel a difficult emotion, which in my book is actually a good thing, because that's what being human is all about. It's about feeling the emotions that run through our bodies, whether they're positive or negative. And every emotion that we experience is temporary anyway. My friends, you are the creator of your life. You get to choose what you make of it. You get to choose what it means. Let me give you one more example. I recently created an online course called The Living Deliberately Blueprint. 
It's a self-paced course that teaches you step-by-step my tools so that you can really feel empowered and confident to be able to use these tools on your own so that you can feel better and so you can live better. This course, in my opinion, is awesome. It really is. It has about 10 recorded videos and self-coaching worksheets And different from a book that you would read, you actually see me in video form, and it's engaging, and it's great. And I happen to think, and I heard from many other people, that I could sell this course easily for $500. But to me, that sounded like a lot of money. So last week, I sent an email to those on my newsletter to tell them about the course and that the cost would be $147. Now, I sent out the email. Do you know how many people enrolled? Zero. I was in such shock. (laughs) It's not what I expected. But I didn't get stuck on rejection. Just because people didn't enroll didn't make me feel like my course was any less worthy than it is. No way. It didn't hold me back. It actually pushed me forward. So I wrote a follow-up email to my list asking, what is the number one reason you didn't enroll? Please don't feel any pressure from me, but I'm just curious and nearly everyone responded saying it was the cost. So you know what I did? I reflected on that, and I realized that I actually want this course to be an easy entryway for people to learn my tools. And if the price is that high and people aren't buying it, well, that's a problem. And I also thought about how I'd rather have more people enroll in the course at a low price than a few people enroll at a high price. And so I wrote back to my list very vulnerably, and I told them I was going to test it out. I lowered the price by 75%, and I told them I was going to just see what happens. And guess what? People started enrolling in the course. And by the way, my podcast listeners, I am keeping my course at this price for the next week to test it. I would be really grateful for you to check it out. You can find it on the front page of my website, shiragura.com. Anyway, that's just another example of where I could have gotten stuck on rejection, but I chose not to. And instead, I turned that stuck spot into a source of energy and positive change. Okay, my friends, if you have a story to share with me about rejection, please share it inside of the Living Deliberately Facebook group. And remember, if you are looking for support and guidance as you travel on your path towards living deliberately, please reach out to me so we can discuss the options to get you started. Thank you so much for joining me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to living deliberately with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to work on living deliberately in your own life, reach out to me so that I can share with you the many options for getting started. Send me an email, shira at shiragura.com. I look forward to hearing from you.